Welcome to the Life Better Podcast, where we help you do life better. This podcast is for anyone that aspires to be more than they were yesterday. We discuss health, fitness, books, ideas, or anything that helps us navigate life better. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Frankie Locasano. There's nothing to it but to do it, so let's go. Have you ever seen a squirrel in the middle of the road while you're driving? Life is full of people that are in the same scenario as the squirrel. The squirrel can either run to the left side of the street for safety, or they can run to the right side of the street for safety, or they can get frozen with indecisiveness and hesitancy, which causes them to get squished by the car. The result of this situation is driven by the type of person that is in this predicament. Leaders escape to safety, while followers get squished in this metaphorical scenario. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being a follower, because there isn't. The world wouldn't work if everyone wanted to be a leader, because the fact of the matter is, is that not everyone truly is a leader. Some people need guidance to get the job done, and they're just as necessary as the leader, because without this person, the leader doesn't get the job done. With that being said, this podcast is about leaders and leadership. I've compiled the 15 traits that I believe all leaders should strive to have, and we'll discuss all of them. These are in no particular order because I I don't think that they can be prioritized. The first one is as valuable as the 15th one. So first, I'll read through all 15 of them, and then I'll elaborate on each of them. Number one, leaders take immediate action and commit without hesitancy. Number two, leaders take extreme ownership of the situation at hand. Number three, Leaders hold themselves to a higher standard than they hold others. Number four, leaders live at an even keel. Number five, leaders are humble. Number six, leaders are prepared. Number seven, leaders treat others with respect. Number eight, leaders are growth-minded. Number nine, leaders don't complain. Number 10, leaders act with integrity. Number 11, Leaders are patient. Number 12, leaders are self-aware. Number 13, leaders are courageous. Number 14, leaders are confident. And number 15, leaders are transparent. So let's discuss each of these in a little bit of depth. Number one, leaders take immediate action and commit without hesitancy. This goes back to the whole squirrel in the road conundrum that we talked about earlier. Leaders take hard stances on things. They say, Let's run to the right side of the street on three, even if the stance isn't popular. They stand for what they believe to be correct, given the information that they've been provided. They aren't afraid to fail by choosing incorrectly, because they know that the alternative of not choosing at all is guaranteed failure. Be in control of your life and commit to what you believe. If you hesitate and get paralysis by analysis, you'll get squished in the middle of the street. Number two, leaders take extreme ownership. And let me pause. If you hear meowing going on in the background, it's my cat. Leaders take extreme ownership. This was stolen from Jocko Willink, who happens to be the ideal leader in my opinion. He embodies all of the characteristics in this list, but he specifically preaches this one as he authored a fantastic book titled Extreme Ownership. I highly recommend it to anyone that aspires to be a leader and or just needs a good kick in the pants. Anyway, taking extreme ownership means that you're responsible for your actions and essentially everything in your life. You do not blame others for anything. If something in your life isn't up to your level of satisfaction, you fix it. If something at work goes wrong, you're the first to step up and claim responsibility for it. Let's say you're leading a team at work and you hold up your end of the bargain and those working underneath you don't get the job done. 
you do not blame them. You take ownership of the situation by saying, I failed to lead this team to success. I did not provide them with the proper knowledge and tools to achieve this task in a timely manner. That is extreme ownership. Number three, leaders hold themselves to a higher standard than they hold others. Now, this doesn't mean to completely absolve everyone of their responsibility, because to a certain degree, people will rise to the expectations that you set before them, so you do not want to put a limit on what others can achieve. But back to my point, leaders hold themselves to a high standard, and they meet others where they are at. Leaders do hard things. This is what makes them a leader. This is what separates a leader from a follower. Therefore, a leader cannot hold a follower to the same standard that they hold themselves to, or else they would simply be another leader. And in any given situation, there can only be one leader. If there's a room full of leaders, you have a room full of followers with one person in the bunch who is the leader of that crew. When everyone is a leader, nobody is a leader. Separate yourself. Hold yourself to a standard. Number four, leaders live on an even keel. This is an undervalued trait in my opinion. Many people believe that leaders should be passionate and they need to let that drive them. And while that has merit, there is more to the situation than that. Leaders can and should have passion toward their, towards their work, but they should not act out of their passion. When a leader acts out of passion, they act irrationally. A true leader acts as if they have a bird's eye view of the situation. They can see things from all perspectives and are open to feedback on things. And they don't take feedback personally. They receive information, whether it be good or bad, and they sit with it. They digest it, then they act. And they don't react, they respond. A person should never be afraid to break bad news to a leader. If a person is afraid to break bad news to you out of fear of how you're going to respond, you need to take a step back and reevaluate yourself. I'm going to repeat that. A person should never be afraid to break bad news to a leader. If a person is afraid to break bad news to you out of fear of how you're going to respond, you need to take a step back and reevaluate yourself. Leaders can handle negative information without responding negatively. This is important. Number five, leaders are humble. Leaders don't always have to be right. They consult experts for advice because they recognize that there are people out there that know better than them. If a leader makes a decision that is later proven to be wrong, they own up to it. They pursue the best option given the information that they've been provided, but they are open to changing course in the middle of the journey if new information has been presented to them. They don't care about who is right. They care about what is right. Being a leader doesn't mean that you're always right all the time, but it does mean that you will pursue what you see to be right as new information is given to you. Number six, leaders are prepared. Leaders think about every possibility in a situation. They plan for the worst and hope for the best. This means that they run through what to do if the worst case scenario happens. Before every race, Michael Phelps' coach would have him envision the worst case scenario happening. He'd have him envision a false start where he dives into the water and his goggles immediately get filled with water and literally everything that can go wrong does. This method allows for nothing to surprise Michael Phelps once the race begins because he has run through the worst case scenario in his mind, so when a race goes smoothly, he's pleasantly surprised. Number 7. Leaders treat others with respect. Leaders treat the custodian with the same level of respect that they treat the CEO. They act with empathy as they can put themselves into someone else's shoes and see things from their perspective. They don't demean others by assuming that they can't do something. When a leader has a bad day, they don't let it affect the way that they treat others. You should not be able to tell how a leader's day is going based on how they're treating everybody else. This goes back to the trait of being on an even keel. Number eight, leaders are growth-minded. This is, in my opinion, the single most important trait on this list. 
Leaders never stop learning. They are constantly looking for ways that they can grow and pushing the boundaries of who they are as a person. They are not afraid of failure as they know failure is where growth happens. Leaders intentionally put themselves into uncomfortable situations in order to help them conquer whatever it is that is making them uncomfortable. Leaders are disciplined in that they don't shy away from a challenge. In fact, they embrace a good struggle as they know the struggle causes adaptation. Where there is no struggle, there is no growth. Simply put, leaders do hard things. This is literally what makes them a leader. Number nine, leaders do not complain. When leaders have a problem, they solve it. They don't talk about it and whine, they go out and make the change that they want to see. They are focused on taking action over talking about an action. And as we know, actions speak louder than words. If there is something you're unhappy with, be the change that you want to see. Don't just talk about it, do it. Complaining does nothing to fix a situation. You may be extremely valid in your complaints, your complaints may be well thought out, but ask yourself, are your problems now solved? The answer is no. Even the world's greatest complainer must solve their own problems at the end of the day. Number 10. Leaders act with integrity. They do the right thing when nobody is watching. A lot of people will behave in the name of God. That's a common one. I'll take it one step further than that though. Integrity is doing the right thing because it's the right thing, not because you think that God is watching you. Is it true integrity if you're doing it for selfish gain? I'd argue against it. Is it still a nice deed? Absolutely 100%. But the integrity piece is missing, the nobleness behind the deed. That's not to say that the religious can't act with integrity, because I see it every day. They can. But true integrity is doing the right thing because it's just flat out the right thing to do. Number 11. Leaders are patient. They don't rush things. They know that the work takes time. It takes resilience. 99% of things in life that are worth having require time and effort, which is two things that people are typically short on. But not leaders. Leaders make the time and they put in the effort. Leaders don't stop until the job is done. They know that the work is hard, but they also understand the reward that awaits them at the end of the job. Kobe Bryant, who happens to carry all of the characteristics of a leader, was interviewed during an NBA Finals run. He was sitting at the podium after winning Game 2 of a best of seven series. He was poker-faced, not smiling. A reporter says to Kobe, Kobe, why aren't you smiling? You're up 2-0 in the NBA Finals. Kobe responds with, what's there to smile about? The job's not finished yet. That is a leader. Number 12. Leaders are self-aware. Leaders are aware of their strengths and more importantly, their shortcomings. They understand where they have room to improve and grow as a person. When they fall short in a specific area, they seek out guidance to improve in that area. They are conscious of their feelings. They recognize when they are not in a clear headspace to take action. Imagine you have a two-year-old kid and you recently purchased a new 50-inch plasma screen TV. Now let's pretend that the two-year-old throws a remote through the TV or something similar. A leader has the wherewithal to be able to say, I need five minutes to calm down or I'm going to throw my kid through the TV next. They are cool and composed when they make their decisions, not responding to their initial knee-jerk reactions. Number 13. Leaders are courageous. This is another big one. Courage takes many different forms. Everyone is constantly hesitating and none of us really know what's going on. Seriously, everyone is just winging it. We're all pretending. Some of us are just better at it than others. But courage goes a long way in separating a leader from a follower. Look at a hard conversation, for example. Both parties are always afraid, but the person who initiates the conversation appears to be more confident because they are the one that took the action first. But they're just as afraid of the conversation as the recipient of the conversation. The initiator just happened to have the courage to step up and say something. It wasn't easy for them, I promise. 
Nothing great has ever been done without courage. Literally nothing. Rosa Parks, courage. Starting your own business, courage. Starting a new job, courage. Everything that goes against the norm requires courage, and everyone will think you're insane. There are two types of fear that we, as humans, encounter, and they go back to our hunter-gatherer lineage. Those two types of fear are the fear of being eaten by a lion or something similar, which would obviously lead to death, and the fear of being outcasted by the community, which consequently would lead to death because back then it took a community to support everyone. Being independent was not a possibility if you wanted to survive. So where am I going with this? In our modern world, when we encounter fear, there is a 99% chance that it is not the fear of the lion eating you. It's just not a real threat that we face in our modern day society. So what does this mean? It means that we feel the other type of fear, the type of fear where we're outcasted by the community. But this fear is not rational either. In our modern day world, we do not live in a community-based society like we used to thousands of years ago. If we get outcasted by our community, so what? We can still survive. Being shunned by a community is not the death sentence that it once was. In fact, it's not even an accurate fear. We only feel this fear because it's in our DNA. Our bodies don't understand that this problem doesn't exist anymore. So when you sense fear, it's important to push through it because unless death is what's on the other side of that fear, the fear isn't actually rational. It's made up and in our head. Number 14. Leaders are confident. Leaders believe in themselves, and believing in yourself goes a long way. For example, let's look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump had absolutely no business becoming president of the United States. None. No qualifications, he's not well-spoken, he's not charming, at least not in the traditional sense, and he's just overall not a presidential type of guy. And everyone knew this about him, but he did not let any of those things stop him from becoming the president. He bet on himself, and he went all in, and it obviously paid off for him. What I'm saying is that confidence goes a long way, and if you aren't actually confident in yourself, fake it until you are. It goes back to the whole none of us know what we're doing thing. Go back and listen to my first podcast. It's absolute garbage. I had no idea what I was doing, but I faked my confidence in my podcasting ability because I knew that it was the only way that I was going to improve. Had I never had the confidence to try it, I wouldn't be 20 plus episodes in with a decent little following. And I'm still not fully confident in what I'm doing, but I don't think that you would know that if I didn't just tell you that. People listen to confidence. If you want to lead, pretend that you know what's going on and adjust course as you see fit. That's what every leader in history has done. And number 15, leaders are transparent. Leaders don't beat around the bush. They tell you exactly what is expected. They do this because leaders want to make everyone around them better. This often sounds like rudeness to the untrained ear, but that's not where a leader is coming from. They are simply being blunt because they don't want there to be any confusion. I talked about this situation a few episodes ago, but there was a time when I was at an interview and they very clearly and transparently told me what I sucked at and where my shortcomings were. I was, of course, offended at first, but that was my fault. That was my problem to deal with. They were simply providing me with information. Once I came to terms with the fact that they were simply trying to improve me, I put my ego aside and saw that they were exactly right with every criticism that they had of me. Leaders want to improve everyone around them, not tear them down. There is a distinction between being transparent and being a jerk, and only you know where your heart truly lies. Live your life better. Thank you for listening to the Life Better Podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you got anything of value from this episode, please feel free to share with someone that would benefit from it. It's a great way to spread the word and help those that you care about to live their life better. You can find me on Instagram at Life Better Coaching. Thanks again for listening.